I thought this was a really insightful comment. It was, if someone doesn't put the time in to showcase who they are or communicate in the process, it gives the impression that you're not going to put in your time or your effort in the rest of the process. Welcome to For Rent, conversations to better the rental industry. I'm your host, Mackenzie Wilson. Whether you're a first-time homeowner, an accidental landlord, a seasoned investor, or perhaps just a curious tenant, this is the podcast for you. Join the conversations. We cover best practices, industry news, and one-on-ones with thought leaders in the rental industry. We'll go deeper to cover the lessons learned and get to the root cause of challenges facing the rental industry today. We'll empower you with the information you need to be a better landlord or a more informed tenant. Let's get to it. Welcome to another episode of For Rent, Conversations to Better the Rental Industry. I'm your host, Mackenzie Wilson. This one's going to be completely different as we're talking to tenants. So folks, you're out there, you're trying to find your next place to move into. It's competitive. You've put dozens of applications out and you haven't got a response or you haven't got to the part where you're being offered a lease. What can you do? So all this video is all about from a landlord's perspective to you, helping you get your foot to the front of the line so you can secure your next rental. Let's get to it. Okay, so let's have this conversation. It's a tight rental market really across the country, and we want to cover some tips and tricks to help you as a tent secure that next rental and make that process a little bit easier and less stressful. So let's get into it. First, we're going to start from a quick overview of the leasing process. And I think it's really good to have this perspective from both sides. So when you go and have the conversations, you can have that ability to understand where they're coming from and be a little bit empathetic and then shape your conversation or tone to help serve the other party in, in the conversation. So obviously for you tenants, we'll talk on both sides here. And this process as well is all about building trust because you've got two parties that never met each other before. They're looking to do a transaction or a trade. So monetary exchange for a place to rent. And it has to be built trust from both sides. And this process can be challenging and understandably so for both tenants and landlords, as there is a lot on the line for both parties. From a tenant's perspective, you're trying to find a place that is good enough that you're willing and be proud of to call home that is safe and meets minimum housing standards. And at the same time, it's most likely going to be the single largest payment of your monthly budget. So there's a lot on the line for you. And for the landlord, just a challenge as well, they have a large sum of capital in an investment property or a rental property. And it's also most likely the single most expensive item that this person owns. And they're trying to find a way in a very short period of time to build trust with you to get to the place where they can give you complete control of this property to someone they've just met. And that's also a very big challenging problem that they're trying to solve. So that's the challenges from both sides. Now, with that in mind, we know we're trying to build trust in this process. Well, let's just dive into, in no particular order, some tips and tricks. And I've got some survey results, which I think you guys will find super interesting as well, as I did survey over 150 different landlords to give you guys some information to do better here. So let's start with the number one most requested tip by landlords. They always focus on, and this makes complete sense, is communication. It's all about strong, clear communication and communication that you take ownership of. 
So if you are trying to understand that we're building trust between two parties, the landlord needs to learn and understand who you are, what your needs are, your ability to afford the rent that's being asked for for the rental property. Owning that conversation and being a little bit more proactive instead of waiting to be asked what is needed by going through and reading the rental listing will usually have requirements at the end of the listing saying, we require proof of employment, we require background and credit checks or whatever it might be. You can take that information and be a little bit proactive when you do your initial first impression. So anyways, number one is really good, clear communication, be responsive with your replies if you get sent an email. I know most landlords are probably not as responsive. And here's a little bit of context of probably why. The vast majority of rental providers actually really across this country have a full-time job just like you. And this is something they do on their side. So anything you can do to streamline that process and provide the information or take an attempt to provide that information up front of what you think they need will do good for you and put you in front of that line. So quick responses. And as you go through more of these processes, you'll see kind of the common questions being asked. Just have like a drafted email or a template or a set of notes that you can quickly copy and paste and send off. Your ability to spawn really quickly sets a great first impression. And basic manners and courtesy. That was another one brought up with the communication. I had a comment from one landlord in one Facebook group that I was reading and going through and asking these kind of questions is they said they saw well over a hundred different applicants and only one person nationally used please and thank you throughout the conversation when they're at the viewing. And you know, on that note, while you're at the viewing, if you notice the property manager or the landlord or the homeowner take off their shoes at the entrance, follow suit and, and do the same thing. Try to match those social norms will go a long way. So a third tip on that tip is make sure you wear socks to your viewing so you're not walking barefoot in another property. Especially if it's not a clean property and you're there, you're going to want to wear shoes. That's kind of weird as well. Or in that case, you probably just walk away anyways. Uh, next one. You know, the first impression is certainly everything. And that starts with that first reach or first contact. The most common one we hear and see, is it available for rent? Something to that short where you don't provide again, any additional information does not do well. And uh, you'll see why exactly this is so important. I actually asked the survey uh, across Canada, the three biggest provinces here in Canada. So Ontario, BC, and Alberta, I got well over 150 responses across all the surveys combined, and it's pretty eye-opening. So you're going to want to see these results. So let's get right into them. So in British Columbia, the survey I did over there, I had about 35 different respondents there and 67%. So basically two thirds don't even reply to the tire kicker kind of inquiries where you say, is it available? you don't provide any additional information, you're losing two thirds of your opportunities to find a place out there. That is absolutely massive. So first things first, have that conversation. And you know what, you can even use chat GBT today, hop on there, put your facts in there and say, give me a quick, nice one or two paragraph summary, something that's concise, that gives enough to understand the context, why you're moving, what your needs are, and why you're interested in this property. It's so important. So that was in BC. Now let's hop over and look in Alberta. So this was actually in my Facebook group here, the Alberta landlord community. And we had over 140 votes. And I actually made a prediction before I did the survey. I thought the majority of landlords would not respond. And I was actually pleasantly surprised that most do, but still look at the numbers here. So 33% do not respond in Alberta 
after surveying 140 landlords. And then 67% say, yes, I still do respond. And I'm, I'm in that majority as well. What I'll do is if you go and say, hi, is it available? I have just as much as you probably have a bit of a templated reply. You get asked the same question so often. So do we, we have a short list of questions we go through, a lot of it's logistics, and we'll respond right back with that template reply to get the information we need to move forward. Because at the end of the day, we're both trying to protect our time just as so much as your time. So if you're taking the time up front to streamline the process by plugging in the information that is needed, again, goes a long way and that's really uh, well important. Yeah, so again, even in Alberta, this was one of the higher sides, you still lose a third of your opportunities or rentals that you're applying for by not providing some context and a bit of uh, introduction of who you are. It's like your cover letter in a sense. And it also reflects um, some comments I saw as I was having these conversations. Some landlords mentioned, I thought this was a really insightful comment was, if someone doesn't put the time in to showcase who they are or communicate in the process, it gives the impression that you're not gonna put in your time or your effort in the rest of the process. Whether that's true or not, that might not be the case, but it's that impression that you give that might end the process before you even get a chance to get to the viewing or even an application in the final, and lastly, the lease. So it's important, again, to that first impression is having good communication and taking the time to provide a little bit of information about yourself, your needs, and perhaps any other takeaways you can take from the rental listing that are important to that specific individual. Hey there, sorry for the quick interruption. This podcast is all based on the collective wisdom of everyone. It's interactive. We absolutely need your input and feedback. So if there's a comment, a question, a best practice that you've learned that relates to an episode or just something that's come across your mind you think would be great for the show, we are all about taking this collective wisdom to better the rental industry. Please, please share with us, good or bad, we'll take it all. I've got tough skin. Um, you can send your questions and concerns and feedback all to forrent at singlekey.com. Okay, let's get you right back in that episode. Thank you so much. Okay, let's hop into the last province here. So I asked out in Ontario, and actually I thought this one would have been the highest because you guys have been in such a high demand market for rental properties with lots of tenants out there just because of the economics over the last almost call it a decade now, to be honest with you. It's been a while. It was actually the best results. So out of the almost same numbers BC, about 35 votes I had, I had 27% that don't respond to the tire kicker inquiries. And then 73% said, yes, they did respond. So that was actually pretty cool to see that given I thought the economics would have driven a very different result, which is why it's always important to have these conversations and see what's going on out there. So pretty cool take on that. And so I'm gonna dive into some other kind of don't do's. And then I wanna give you guys some positive tips that you can think and help you brainstorm to based on who you are and your unique value and your personality, put yourself in front as well. I mean, again, it's all about making that, these connections. So talking about ownership and how you position yourself. I don't want to use the word sob story, but you don't want to bring in drama and take perhaps challenges that you're currently dealing with in life, which is totally understandable. And the thing is, we all deal with them. We all have adversity that we face, but you want to take ownership. If you have to address it, then address it, but just be yeah, you know, there was challenges in the last place due to these reasons, and it's just best to part ways, just, you know, looking to move on or something of that nature. What is a big red flag for us that rent out properties 
is someone that blames everything outside of them. That third party is all the problems in their life and does not take ownership to better themselves. That's not good. So you don't want to come across like that. So careful how you present your information. Come from a place of trying to solve problems and taking the ownership and, you know, which is part of this process of why you're perhaps looking for a new place. Again, as we mentioned before, manners are go a long way. Just being the, the common courtesy to please and thank you. So definitely don't, don't be afraid to use them. They go well. And like I said, we're in this high demand market right now. So now landlords are probably seeing more applications, at least definitely here in Alberta. We're seeing more than we have in, in the last two years. So it's, it's definitely picking up. So understanding that we've got a lot of information to go through and to look at, being concise, answering those responses quickly are so important. And again, this goes back to the other point too. Include as much information as you can. We already talked about that. I just got some notes here. So kind of just ripping through it. So, you know, this is a fair one. Whether you like it or not, people look at social media. So let's just call a spade a spade. If it's out there, people will look at it. So what you want to be doing is go through and do a review of your social and make sure you present yourself in the best light. If there's again, profanity or even really controversial messaging, you just got to understand how would someone else look at this information and be perceived because people are definitely looking there. And again, too, if it shows a bunch of partying or perhaps extracurriculars and all that, and, and this property is perhaps a, you know, a suited up and down single family home with a main level rental unit and a basement suite, these things are taken into consideration. And really, this is not only in, in finding an external place, this is with job employers, dating, I think quite a social norm now. So. Probably won't come as a surprise, but if you haven't gone through, it's a good time to do a quick audit of what your social accounts look like and how you're presenting. If you've got letters of recommendation from your previous landlords, whether it be emails, anything, especially if you have pets, super important, is that will go a long way in getting you the front of the line. So following the instructions in the rental ad, if the ad says to text message, then do text message. If they ask to email, then do email, phone call, do phone call. You're more than welcome to go beyond that, but at least lead with whatever was the preferred medium of communication. Perhaps you've got your income is a little bit more tighter and you're having trouble to qualify for the cost of rent. It's just unfortunately part of where we're at in this cycle of the economy. Look at consider getting a roommate. If you don't have the strongest income to support the rent on the properties that you're applying for, this would be, you know, and it's an unfortunate thing where we are in, in this cycle of the economy. I mean, it does go back and forth. Again, speaking from Alberta, then it's best to get a roommate to apply with you with your combined income. Start early. Absolutely. I like when tenants are shopping a month at a minimum out to two months, depending. I mean, there's a bit of a sweet spot of when the landlord lists a property. And again, it could be someone broke a lease and move out early. They're going to probably get on the market a lot sooner and have a shorter time frame. But the sooner you start applying and seeing what's out there, again, it shows you're being proactive. You understand the logistics with moving because it's definitely a lot. And it shows a level of organization. So don't leave it to the last minute to the week before you need to move, for example. Again, taking ownership of problems. If, you know, and I totally get this because there's bad apples in every demographic. If you're leaving a situation where you've had a really challenging or not great previous landlord or property management company, don't badmouth them. Just say it wasn't a good fit. There was challenges and I'm just trying to find a better place to call home. 
but don't go in and bash or just complain about them. Because the thought process is if you are talking about this person or this individual right now, and whether or not it's warranted, it's just, I'm now thinking on the defense of that, this might just happen to me too. And especially if there's miscommunication, because we understand miscommunication happens all the time. It's how we handle these challenges and conflict when they arrive. Okay, let's go on the positive side. Some ways that you can excel and really stand out in the crowd. And I hope these give you guys ideas to apply to your personality and your traits and what you've got to offer that you can level yourself up or present yourself quite favorably. So I went around and I also asked, you know, what was the best impressions that you got from tenants? And I thought this was super cool. I'll start off with my personal one. I was so impressed. I had a prospective tenant came out. She actually had renting for me for, I don't know how many years, but awesome, super professional. She was a, a manager, I think at that time at a hotel or something. But what she did was she carded me. She gave me her business card during the, the viewing, had all of her contact information. It was also a great way for me to validate that she worked at the business because she had the card It matched LinkedIn. Which when we did the full screen process and did the credit check, her employment was also on the Ecofax portion as well. So it gave me a lot of confidence that as I saw this information coming to me, that she was speaking from a position of truth and being honest. And again, that's what we're trying to do with this whole process. So this is a very cool one. This landlord mentioned that this couple brought their budget. They had a budget sheet. So they knew the numbers. They ran it. They were being responsible with the money. And if they're showing, here's my, here's our family, our, our household budget, and I have a high level of confidence that if you're taking ownership of your own personal budget, that you've got the money in place, that you've got uh, to a high degree, you're able to make those payments on time because you've taken that process and to show it that, you know, here's our actual living expenses. So super cool. This is a good person. So this individual mentioned here, don't ask questions to the answers that are already found in the rental ad. So if the rental ad says utilities is X amount, you can say, you know, I just saw in the rental ad, I want to confirm this is the right price. That's cool. And especially if you do that in the viewing, because you're making sure everything's the same, or you understood how the arrangement is made, say sharing for the utilities. But if you go, are pets allowed? And it says very quite clearly, this is a non-pet residence or utilities are covered by the tent. And you ask like, uh, who pays the utilities? It shows that you haven't taken the time to read through the rental ad. If you're asking questions that are already been answered for you. Now it's okay, like I said, to clarify, to make sure you understand completely, especially if it's like how utilities are being shared and paid for. And if they tell you it's 150 bucks, okay, great. Is that a fixed rate? Is that 60, 40? Like that's okay question to ask. That's back to the process. And that's actually really good because you're thinking through the logistics of how to make this work. And I see that with really those type of questions. I didn't even think of this one. This is also really good too. They asked me how to empty the vacuum, the essential vac. So they want to look after the property. And so you're understanding how to use the tools to do that. And you know, not everything is given or common knowledge. If you've never used a central vacuum system before, great question to ask how things work. You know, will a vacuum or a lawnmower be provided or what do I need to, for the property? You know, of course, showing up on time for the viewing is also another one that's huge and actually taking ownership if you can't make it and give as much notice as possible. Listen, we all understand life happens. But, you know, uh, we've got a viewing, let's say today's Wednesday, we schedule the viewing for Friday and you find out Thursday evening, there's a family emergency, whatever work calls you in, then send out text or an email that night. Well, send an email if it's not too late, 
text if it's still within a reasonable amount of time. So don't also don't text it like at midnight. And you can actually do a delay send on text messages too. So if you do say a text is the primary mode of communication, then send it out first thing at eight o'clock in the morning. You can do a delay send queued up at the night so you don't forget to do it in the morning when you wake up. But get that information out. Your ownership, you're taking ownership of the process. You are cognizant of their time and helping them not waste time. That goes such a long way. It's so important. Okay. When you're answering the screen questions, again, there's a bit of an art of being thorough, but being concise too. Cause, cause if you over explain something, then it's kind of like, oh, why they provide me so much information. And again, if you don't provide enough either, then they're like, well, either they're not putting an effort into this, or maybe they've got something to hide. So it's a bit of an art form, but making sure you answer all questions completely as possible as you can. If you can't provide for a specific piece of information that they're asking for saying like, Hey, we need previous landlord reference checks and you've never rented before, then mention, Hey, you know, I'm new to the country. I just moved out from my parents. I'm post-secondary. I don't have that, but you know, in lieu, I'm willing to have a guarantor sign or a co-signer help you sign to qualify or what else do you need? Or ask the question back. I understand I can't answer this question. I know you're looking for this piece of information. I don't have it. What else can I provide to give you the confidence to help make this decision to move forward with me? This one's interesting too. Um, this landlord mentioned, you know, be on time, good communication, the kind of things we've already covered. They said, don't smell like drugs. That is definitely important. So I mean, let's call it basic hygiene. It is, you know, don't show up drinking or drunk at some of these things as well is just as bad. But one I didn't really think about, but I think it's kind of important too. Don't bring a posse. Bring, if it's just for yourself, you can bring perhaps a parent or a best friend because that, it totally makes sense. That protects yourself or, you know, one to three people or one to two additional people with you is fine. Of course, if it's for a family or for roommates and you're all the roommates, then that makes sense. But don't bring a posse. Don't bring five or six people if it's just for a one bedroom that you're renting for yourself. It just... um it's kind of a weird dynamic. It's just the viewings for you that, that who needs it. And then of course, you know, if you got to bring a, a, along someone to help you in the process, cause you're new, then that totally makes sense. It's when you bring a posse as they say. So, okay. Yeah, that's basically it. I hope that's super helpful. Let me know in the comments, message me. You can even send me emails over at forrent at singlekey.com. If this was helpful, big takeaways, if there's any aha moments, and let us know if you found unique ways to showcase yourself to help out other fellow tenants uh, get in the door. I mean, I guess they are a competition, but this is Canada-wide podcast, so I think you're going to be okay. I just think it's super cool. I mean, someone brought their budget, presented a business card, whatever it might be, some way to set yourself apart that you are the right responsible person to rent that property. Wow. Thank you so much for making it to the end of this episode. I really appreciate it. If you haven't already, please check out singlekey.com. They are the main sponsor of this podcast. And simply put, it wouldn't be possible without them. We want your feedback. So again, if you haven't done that and you've probably already heard the plug, but send us an email at forrent at singlekey.com. We want it all. Comments, suggestions, lessons learned, anything that we can tie into this collective conversation with all these different perspectives to truly better the rental industry. We want it all. So let us know what you're thinking. We'll incorporate it into future shows. And if you haven't already and you want to, please subscribe to us and provide us a rating on your favorite podcast listening platform. We'll see you on the next episode. Thank you.